there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome. To the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salt. I'm Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Good. Good. What was that big pause you gave there, Cam? Yeah, you're going to have to edit that out. People aren't going to know what's going on. That's fine. I'll edit it out. I was was just a little pause in case any pranksters, any rascals wanted to interrupt me again. Uh, (laughs) No pranksters or rascals on this podcast. Nope. How are you, Cam? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Peachy keen. Salty. Pretty good. What are we talking about this week? Uh, we're talking about 15-minute cities. Now, I found this one mm. really perplexing, confusing. It, it addled my little brain. I, yeah, that's not too difficult, but explain why. I don't think we've come across this concept before. Maybe I, I was like looking back over some of the old episodes, right? And I think, unfortunately, when you were in charge of naming them, Robbo, Often the, the the titles are a little avant-garde, mm, so it's mm. hard to get a handle on what the episodes were about. So I, I can't quite tell if we've ever tackled this sort of general concept before. I but think looking- we talked about the Gold Coast smart cities, but I don't think it was a full episode. No, no, no. I'm talking like conceptually. Have right. we ever talked about the idea that there's like a really simple concept that conspiracists just don't understand? Have we ever gotten into that? That that's come up before, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is a bit of one of those. <laughs> Sorry for stepping on your bit, Cam. I really should have realized that you're setting something up there. That's all right. Fifteen minutes <laughs> it is. It's not a difficult um, concept. <laughs> it's it kind of reminds me, you know, on um office space where he's coming up with the idea for like six minute abs or something. Is that office <clears> space? Office and space he comes up with the jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah, what's this? What is it? Office space. Six minutes abs, and he says, well, "What happens if someone comes up with five minute abs?" He's like, "No one's ever going to come up with five minute abs." Oh, something about Mary. Right. They have that that bit seven minute abs. What if someone does six minute abs and he gets angry? Um, yeah, because this used to be twenty minute cities, didn't it? Oh, did it? Yeah, and <laughs> now they've decided to make it fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like we can we can do better, and you know, I think that's it's pretty good. To, to get a whole five, that's a quarter of the time that you're cutting. Yeah, was the <laughs> were those five minutes like so critical to the future of the planet? 
Yeah. Because also it's supposed to be like 15, 15 minutes on a bike. Oh, is it? Well, I said, I've seen it as being like 15 minutes walking or on a bike. It's like, well, I can go further on a bike. So can I go 20 minutes on my bike? I, I mean, it's not really a, a hard and fast. You know, it's a guideline. It's not like they're setting a stopwatch for everyone moving. Yeah. So the 15 minute city, if, you, if you're not familiar, uh, this is an, a city planning concept. It's not a new concept. It's something that's been around for a long time. Uh, but this is, a, I guess, the changes that are maybe there's a bit more of a focus on it because of the impending climate crisis. Uh, it's just being able to live somewhere and to be able to get to anywhere you need to go, like work or the shops or the library or the skate park, uh, if you're a, you know, a cool teen, within 15 minutes and to not have to drive everywhere. <laughs> mm, mm. And, like, there are places... Uh, Obviously, in America, the, the term food deserts is, you know, it means that there's people that just don't have access to, to any good food anywhere near their house. Mm. So to walk to a supermarket is just not possible. Like, you know, cities just aren't designed um, in America to, to be even remotely that. And the that's happening in, in Melbourne now as well. I know there's a lot of the satellite suburbs in Melbourne, you know, people have bought uh, properties in these these new suburbs, you know the towns of the future, and like they're going to have a rail station and a school, and they buy the house, and then just nothing happens with you know the there's no ends up doesn't end up being a, a station being built out there, and school ends up not being opened, and then they're like, well, we kind of are stuck out here now. Yeah. Right. So one of the, one of the things, the things I saw about this was like a city planner being like, this isn't a new thing. This is something that this is an idea that's been around for ages, but now we're like making it the the thing we actually do. Mm. It's like we've known for ages that we should be doing this, but now we've like rebranded as as the fifteen minute city, and we're actually going to do it mm. Mm. rather than <laughs> knowing that we should be doing it and not doing it, uh, which was happening because of capitalism. Mm. So I guess it did it come up recently because the WEF were talking about it during the Davos summit or whatever. So it might have come up at Davos, but also there's been like a whole bunch of, I guess, suburbs popping up around the world where they're like, we're doing this suburb 15-minute style. So there's some in Canada, there's some in the UK, and I think that there's some in Australia. Mm. And I guess the reason we're talking about it, the the conspiracy side of thing, is it sounds quite sensible to be able to go to the shops (laughs) on your bike. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess... Some people see this thing about 15-minute cities and they think, if I go 16 minutes away from my house, they're going to shoot me. Yeah. And look, some of the language used around it, um, I'll read this is from an article about the one in Oxford in the UK. Um, so they've got traffic filters that are using number plate recognition, requiring drivers to have a permit if they pass through certain area, areas or face a fine. Uh, the filters are only on certain roads. Um, oh, this is a fact check, actually, explaining why this, you know, this is from AAP fact check. Uh, residents can drive through the filters free up to 100 days a year. Um, has a two-tier, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so basically the wording and how they're doing it in this one, which is, I think, kind of the most visible or the most kind of current, you know, extreme version number plate rec- recognition cameras and needing a permit to pass through them. You know, that in the world of cookers, that's, I mean, the world of anyone, that's slightly concerning, right? 
if you know you, you feel like you're being restricted in your movement but the the reason for that is it's, it's just high congestion areas they're basically trying to avoid unnecessary traffic through the town and you know if you uh, have a permit, so buses, taxis, emergency, and, and people that need to go in there for work are, are fine. Like you can still go about your day if you need to do it for work. Uh, yeah. It's just trying to trying to work out can we stop all this congestion because it's just stuffing everything up for everyone and no one's happy about it. Um, but, yeah, the, the idea of sort of number plate recognition cameras and needing permits, you know, that that's alarming that that is happening because – we all know governments aren't always good. Well, n- no. not to stand the surveillance state too hard, mm. as, as you might, Robbo. But I mean, I, I mean, just came down on against it, but yeah, you go. For once, you came down on it. Um, but I mean, it's like going on CityLink, where your, your number plate is recognised and you have a little pair. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, does the CityLink do the number plate or does it just do... Oh, it does it, number plate, doesn't it? it does, yeah. It does your number plate. That's how they can ping you. Yeah. Which seems a little strange to be traveling on the King's Road and to have to pay for it. I think if you were to look into some of the, the Constitution, you might find that doesn't seem quite right. Are you doing some self sit gear, Cam? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the reason look. I came across that one, that particular one, that's the one they kind of a lot of them talk about. But I watched some Katie Hopkins. Uh, do you guys remember Katie Hopkins? She is like the far right commentator in the UK. Did she get deported from South Africa for doing meth? Is that who I'm yeah, thinking she, of? No, she then she like said, "No, I didn't get deported for doing meth. I got deported because I shit myself on meth or something." Like it was whatever her. She was just there to do like some racist dumb shit, and for some reason she ended up taking a bunch of drugs. Maybe it was ketamine or something. It was ketamine actually. Yeah, and yeah, I think her thing was maybe she got deported for being racist. While she yeah. was on ketamine. And so she was like, it wasn't because I was on ketamine. It's because I was a racist. I was like, yeah. hey, yeah. thanks for that. That's a good clarification. Cam, you're saying ketamine. And yes. I, I'm into it. So that's how we say it now. Good work. How would you say it? Ketamine. No, ketamine's funnier. Ketamine is funnier. <laughs> um, she was also, she got deported out of Australia as well. I think so, yeah. yeah she she was here for Did she uh, come here brother. for, yeah, Big Brother. That's right. I was like, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. She surely wouldn't quite fit, except I think she'd fit in quite well. But, yeah, she was going to be on Big Brother. Celebrity mm. Big Brother? It must have been. Yeah, and because they brought out her and they brought out a couple of other cookers. I can't remember who else. but And she was like, oh, I'm – because during strict COVID protocol, so they'd leave her food at the door and knock and then go. And she was mm. supposed to open the door with a mask, and she thought it was funny to like wait naked, and then open the door and like ah yell at them and, and enjoy it while they run away scared of her. And then they were yeah. like, "You can fuck off." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this sucks. This person clearly doesn't. We don't need this person in the country." She's like, not only is she really making a boorish point, she's doing it in the most annoying way possible. <laughs> Get so her out of Ka- here, Katie Hopkins. A yeah, celebrity, so she, celebrity that we got out of here. Yeah. Uh, what did she have to say about the 15-minute city? Because I saw her name coming up a lot around this. Yeah, so her interpretation of 15-minute cities was to mean you're only allowed out of your house for 15 minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to get all your stuff in that 15 minutes and get home. Kind of like a speed run, you know, speed running to the supermarket. Yeah. Um, which and I don't want to 
I guess in the, in people's defence, they're will you know willfully misinterpreting this, or you know for whatever reasons they have. We did go through some pretty strict regulations during COVID, which you know they're saying, oh look, they they only let people out for an hour, and that was a test, and now they're pushing it down. So you know there is some sort of precedent for it, but it's not what's happening at all now. I saw there was a, there's a real crossover with this between the cookers who, yeah, they, they see the COVID lockdowns as being like the precursor to this. And then I also was seeing a lot of like the old climate change denial people getting into this one because this is obviously to combat climate change. And so if you concede that this is like a necessary thing to do, then you're conceding that climate change is real. And so they can't have that. Uh, and I, what I saw with the climate change deniers that was sort of interesting is I've been reading a lot of, a lot of climate change conspiracy stuff, and there's a there's two like real sort of climate change deniers that you can find. There's like the cooked ones who are like have into conspiracies, and they would they would fit into the cooker territory. And then there are the ones who are just being paid by fossil fuel interests, mm-hmm. and so they tend to sound less crazy. And they'll have more graphs and things. And what I was finding interesting, though, is I was seeing more of those people who I'm fairly sure are being paid by the fossil fuel industry were sort of starting to cook themselves a little bit. Maybe as the earth warms up, it's uh, frying their little brains. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I was looking at a, a guy called Richard Vobes, who's some sort of minor British television personality who has gone on to become a weird climate change denier YouTuber. Mm. And yeah, he was getting into this and he was getting into, yeah, COVID was a, a test for this sort of territory. But he also made the point that, you know, they say that uh, the earth's going to warm by like one degree over the next 100 years. Now, he was talking about the UK when he said this, but I guess for our Melbourne listeners, this is even more pertinent. You go out in the morning in Melbourne and it it might be like 14 degrees by the afternoon it'll be it could be like 27 what so the temperature's gone up 13 degrees just in one day <laughs> so the idea that it's a problem that the earth is going to warm by one little degree over a hundred years I mean it seems a little overblown don't you think got a point there cam that's a it's certainly an interesting way of looking at it it is and it's like it's really frustrating because at least if he was like Fucking the lizards are telling you there's climate change so they can suck all your loose out. You'd be like, that's at least there's a, like an internal logic to that that I can respect. Yeah. But I can't respect you having gotten a fat wad of cash off BP coming in and like talking about the New World Order, doing COVID to test how open we'll be to stopping one degree of warming, which isn't even a problem because it's over 100 years. It's like, I can't respect that. Sorry. Richard Vobes is an English actor, entertainer, filmmaker, writer, and right-wing conservative podcaster. He has produced close to 3,000 audio podcasts since January 2005. He trained in mime, was self-taught in various circus skills, and experienced in both 16mm film and video production. He fucking wrote that, eh? Yeah. This is also, also, that's his wiki page. Maybe stick to mime. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to hear what you're saying. Um, produced close to 3,000 audio podcasts. That's 100% he's like, that's going to make me sound, like, amazing. 
You know, it's mm. it's not it's nothing since two thousand and five. Yeah, that's over on that. <laughs> that's nearly twenty years. So how many days ago was two thousand five? Say February. February. What's the date today? Six. That's eighteen years ago. How many days ago? It's so one every two days. Well, that's too Hopefully. much. That is quite a bit of podcasting. If you want to too like, much podca- podcasting, too much podcasting. There's, there has to be some sort of happy medium between what he's doing and what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, but the thing I saw from him, and I, I saw a few other people getting into this, was a C forty, which is like this a uh, council initiative. It's like a it's a thing to get like mayors together to work on climate change and make climate change a focus of their, of their local councils. I think this is sort of a maybe a little bit of an extension of what used to be Agenda 21, which was also <laughs> big conspiracy areas. Uh, th- that was like a the idea that local councils could uh, work on things at a quite local level that would help with climate change. And so this is C40. This is like I think 100 mayors across the UK or maybe across the world <laughs> who mm. – like our council is going to make climate change a priority, and his thing was like, you know, and it would be all right if these people, you know, had been elected, and they were they were putting these things in place. It's like they were elected. <laughs> all of the, every single person you're talking about's been elected. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can vote them out. People, uh, local politics is just as messy as international politics. Um, reading the local paper and seeing how unhappy everyone is at the most minor things and just pinning it all on the council. It's, it's quite remarkable. People just, people just don't want to be happy. They're determined to be mad at the powers that be, and maybe they should be. Anyway, Cam, carry on. One of the other things I saw was a, a harbinger of this uh, dastardly scheme was uh, posters that went up around Christmas in like this little council, Shop Local. Like little a little shop local campaign. It's like they they don't want us leaving our houses. It's like no, they just say go to the local shop to get yeah. the Chrissy presents. <laughs> and that's like not a new concept either. No. The I listened to a few podcasts about this today. A lot of them, and of varying degrees of cookness, but a lot of them kept on trying to like paint this as a Nazi thing. And one of them, what was it? Um, Jay's analysis was this podcast. I think Jay, pretty sure he's this guy that he's a, a Hollywood insider commentator thing, and he just keeps on crapping on about like history and doesn't really have any take. He's like, "Oh, Plato, you know, proposed this, but his idea was for um, you know oligarchs to run it secretly, and then Hitler proposed this, and it's just like what we've got now." And he, it just doesn't make any sense. But he was saying that um, he said. Now, people are proposing this as the solution. Maybe they're proposing it as the final solution. And we know who else had a final solution. No. If, <laughs> if, someone, if someone says this is the final solution, maybe contextually you can say, hang on a second. Yeah. If someone's just using the word solution, you can't no one, no, he, he seems <laughs> to bring in the word solution. So no one's even said solution. And he also mentioned, you know, they're trying to take away uh, just before he started on this, he was talking about you know people that get haircuts, like get their hair coloured. He's saying this jokingly, but you could tell it was pretty fucking serious. People that get their hair coloured should have mental 
health checks. You know, why else would you want to dye your hair blue? Um, you, know, you must be pretty pretty weird to do that. Um, and then he talks about how this is taking away our individual individualism, and how you know it's we're all you know going to be made to dress and look the same as a result of this. And then he, which is completely incongruous with him, you know, being really unhappy that people want to dye their hair blue. Um, but then he said that individualism, individualism art or art created by individuals creates more wholesome art. So in his mind, if we're all collective, the art would be degenerate and like more cooked. But if we all have the freedom that he, whatever vision of freedom is, then the art will be more wholesome. Um, he did quite often like talk about God and, and how, you know, there's only one true master and it's God kind of a thing. So it's this weird kind of like when we're all free, we're all going to live in, you know, the, the most traditional 50s house that you can picture and it's going to be really wholesome, which goes against, remember we talked about Russian art and how like you couldn't do art in Russia during the Cold War that wasn't depicting the the national yeah yeah like had to, yeah it couldn't be anything that was conceptual it had to just depict people working in a field yeah, in yeah. A field. yeah. <laughs> real life yeah yeah so like that was that kind of communist art thing that he's he's got himself all mixed up about art <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really. well he's like you know what i need this cia modern art yeah yeah it was a really really strange podcast uh it was jay's analysis I don't recommend you listen to it. No. Um, you don't rate the analysis? The other one I listened to was called uh, Redacted with Clayton Morris, who's a former news anchor. And he, again, same kind of stuff. Like, you know, oh, this is government trying to overreach into our lives and, you know, we're not going to be able to drive anywhere, all the, all the stuff we've been talking about. It. Uh, I looked this guy up because he said he was a news anchor for years. I'm like, why, why are you doing a cooked podcast? Um, so he was a news anchor for years for um, various Fox networks, but he um, he became a real estate guy and he, I think he's got a real estate podcast and an investment podcast, but he um, got done for creating a Ponzi scheme. Oh, no. Uh, where he um, – so he sued someone for $7.2 million after they put out a, a three-hour documentary investigating his involvement in various real estate scams, uh, which he lost that suit, and then – Soon after, the state of Indiana filed a civil lawsuit against him uh, for violating deceptive sales and home loan acts in real estate deals involving more than 150 properties. Uh, and he he bloody ditched Portugal. Uh, sorry, ditched America to, for Portugal soon after. Um, but he said it wasn't because of the it wasn't to escape the lawsuits. But no, it was just to it was, get, <laughs> get some bloody custard tarts up you. Yeah, get a little custard tart and some of that decriminalized weed they've got over there. They've got to be able to decriminalise everything, I think. They do. They do. Um, at the top of the – it's interesting. So, yeah, he's uh, been involved in news media at a, a reasonably legitimate level for a long number of years. Mm-hmm. But he started the, the podcast with um, talking about, you know, the mainstream media is hiding things from us. Uh, the, the mainstream media this week only covered the Hunter Biden laptop story for seven seconds. That doesn't seem long enough <laughs> to, to, co- to cover it. And, yeah. And also, what what do you mean by mainstream media in that context? Like Fox News at the time, it was it would have been January this year, was running endless stories about it. CNN probably didn't mean – like all mainstream media only covered it for seven seconds. How do you know that? 
Yeah, and is it? How does he determine that it was only seven seconds? A little stopwatch. But it's, <laughs> you can't you can't cover any story for only seven seconds. That just means someone was like Hunter Biden's laptop. Cut. Go to an ad break. Yeah, that was barely two seconds. Okay, yeah, can you get more in? Yeah, you could you could get a headline in in seven seconds, like a good news summary in seven seconds. Anyway, I uh, hang on, let's do it. Yeah, and we'll let uh, time. Wait, wait, I'll get my I'll get my stopwatch. Wait, right, wait, good. wait. Are right, you ready? Yes. Go. Uh, and Hunter Biden's laptop has surfaced again with footage of him smoking crack and having sex with underage prostitutes. More stop later tonight. Yep, seven, uh, that, was, that was heaps cool. of information in seven seconds. Yeah. Done. So that was like one thing. I don't think so. But I, I, got, I, I got in. I got in smoking crack. I got in underage prostitutes, prostitute. and I got in uh, his laptop. That's a wealth of information. Um, all unsubstantiated. Don't sue me, Hunter Biden. I have to disagree with your assertion that he was like a proper news. Like this guy was on Walter Cronkite. He was on like some Fox regional station, right? Yeah, I said reasonable, legitimate. Like uh, for, for as shitty as these places are, they still at a time, and probably when he was working, were somewhat functioning newsrooms. Anyway, what's his Ponzi scheme? So I think he was renting out houses, or sorry, telling people he was renting out their houses, and then I think selling the the houses to other people, and then people would be getting the rental income, but it's only because he's been selling that property, and they'd go and like visit the the house, and there was no house there. (laughs) There's no one living there, and they're like, well, I'm getting money for it. What's going on? That's... Um, like not to, not to have a go at this guy, but that doesn't seem like a sustainable business practice. Maybe that's why it's a Ponzi scheme, but <laughs> it seems so, to me, it does seem to me that if you were just to do it normally, like rather than selling the houses, if you just rented them, yeah. what, what, doesn't the normal business just work? Isn't it famously one of the ways to make lots of money? Yes, yes. Um, the investors claim they were sold rental properties, which Morris. Invest Morris Invest, which is his company, promised to rehabilitate and rent out, earning them rental income. Income. They didn't. He didn't actually own the properties he was renting out. Some investors claim they later discovered the properties they received income from were boarded up and vacant, and they began receiving city code and county health violations. Um, others found they'd purchased vacant lots, small shacks, and buildings that were falling down. He denied responsibility. Yeah, bloody blah, blah, blah. Um, he was co-host of Fox and Friends, so that's national. Okay, well, fair enough. For like twelve years or something. Yeah. Um, he also won uh, seventh annual New York's Funniest Reporter contest. Contest. All right. Well, uh, I take it all back. He does sound quite legitimate. What a fall from grace. <laughs> I don't know if you're being sarcastic or or serious. A little bit of both, Robo. Mm-hmm. Um. What I found sort of, there were lots of things about this that I found just sort of annoying, but I think one of them was, uh, I saw this point being made a few times, it was like, these unelected bureaucrats were going to tell you where you could drive. And it's like, they already tell you, (laughs) you've got to drive on the fucking road. It's kind of how roads work already. Unelected bureaucrats decided where the roads went. Like, you're already in that situation. But it, it did remind me of a, a cooker from Melbourne who mm. I, I found a video of a while back. And uh, it was just this the most amazing video. He's like at a uh, no-through road sign. 
and he's like, "Now you might see here, I've got a. I'm next to a sign that says no through road. Okay, I'm going to be talking to you about the idea of imprisonment of your mind in future messages. But today, I just wanted to show you, as you can see, there's a footpath that walks down the side, and even if that wasn't there, there's plenty of space to go round this sign." So if you see a sign put up by an institution of any type that tells you there's no access and no way through, don't believe it. The moment you accept that sign to be truth, you are imprisoned in your mind. It's like, no, you have to stop when there's a no through road sign because there's no more road to go on. <laughs> they love being fucking dramatic, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, that is so dramatic. You're in a prison inside your head. I feel like... Whatever is inside his head is worse than a prison. Yeah. He needs to needs to maybe seek some help. So, 15-minute cities? Are you looking for a summary? Yeah. Well, are, are they uh, the the spear of the New World Order or the tip of the spear? Or is I mean, it just very simple city planning that's been going on for quite a while? Who's to say? We should be – I think we should be – definitely wary of everything because but i mean we probably shouldn't be because like they don't need to lock us up into 15 minute you know 15 minute zones in order for the rich to just continue to get richer although saying that the rich got heaps richer during covid so and they locked locked us up so yeah yeah Hmm. maybe they want to keep doing it but like shell for example had $40 billion profits this year while energy prices are going up everywhere. Like we're kind of just being screwed over openly in public without them needing to, to lock anyone up. Um, you know, if, if, if whatever shady cabal that, that, you know, if they ever, if they run shell and then they can control this, they just look at that and go, ah, seems like a lot of work to, to, to make, <laughs> to lock people up. We can just keep making money. Um, the thing is, it, it's not the fossil fuel industries that are behind the conspiracy, because it's just going to hurt them if you can't if you, no one's driving anywhere and buying petrol. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, there's they're probably the the people that control the most in the world. It's in, in that sense, it's big renewable that's behind it all. Yeah, big sun, and it is a big sun. It is a big bloody sun. There was um, it, it, I, don't I guess know. what? Oh, sorry, go. Uh, there was a climate and energy forum at a, at a, in Sydney uh, late last week, and they uh, Gina Rushton from Crikey, I believe, posted a photo of one of their slides, which was stop using their language instead of climate change. Why not say global warming? So like, <laughs> okay, but also why not say hot Earth society? Oh, instead, of, instead of greenhouse gas, why not say Goldilocks gas? Yeah. Instead of carbon dioxide, why not say life-sustaining gas or essential gas? And instead of renewables, why not say povo power? Povo power. That that's that. Yeah, it's just that dumb giving things stupid names to like put it down. But they're not clever. <laughs> like it's just dumb. I I had a coworker once that uh, called the tram in Melbourne the peasant trolley. Which is the same kind of energy. Mm. We'll take the peasant trolley. Uh, I fucking hated that person. So, 
Yeah. It sucks that like any attempt to like make things a little bit better now is just increasingly being painted as a, a left or right issue. Mm. Like being able to walk everywhere in your neighborhood and having local neighborhood shops would make so many people's lives so much better. But there's a massive faction of the world that just can't handle that. And it must be some sort of, are you trying to make this better? What, what are you up to? What's your agenda? Yeah. I, th- I think this one's interesting because it's sort of half of the people that are against it are the people that we've been sort of looking at over the past few years. But there is this like real funded push against it as well. Mm. And so it's this is maybe something where I don't think we've seen those two things come together so much. I do think when I was watching the COVID protests in Melbourne, like the next thing for these guys might be climate change. And I've, that might be coming true a bit. I, I think um, something we forgot to mention, we, we decided to do this topic a little while ago. Uh, it's quite relevant locally in Melbourne. There's been a bunch of local councils that have been protested. Uh, they cancel meetings by local cookers because they're, they're talking about 15-minute cities. Right. So the, the local cookers are, are getting out there in the grassroots. and Yeah. Which is the strategy that is happening in America at the moment with um, a lot of the you know Christian fundy, anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-anything in school stuff is they realised you know, there's a huge movement to, to fund um, people getting onto school boards and stuff at the you know real grassroots level and, and fuck things up from there. Mm. So you know you can kind of I think getting into a local council in Australia or New Zealand. It's quite difficult to, you know, there's there's forms you need to fill out and the process you need to go through. And as we know from all these cookers, they struggle with real basic concepts like forms. So, you know, it's probably not going to happen at a council level. It won't happen as bad, but, you know, there's probably a, a risk that it can happen still somewhere. Yeah. I think there was a, I might have seen something about like a, a push to get onto like district health boards in Aotearoa. Yeah. Okay. That, that would make sense. So those kinds of things where... You know, it's not as bureaucratically easy. It's not as hard, sorry, to to yeah, to, to do yeah. that. Tick the boxes. And there's not like a lot of uh, competition for some of these positions. Mm, mm. So, yeah, people, people try and find, they kind of realise that you can find, get power wherever you can and, and fuck things up that way. All right. Well, that's a cheery note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if people want to find us, we are on Patreon, Hypothepod. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Robo, they can find you behind the bar at uh, Short Draw Brewing, Lindhurst Street, Westport. Sure can. Uh, and- marathon weekend this weekend, so get excited. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be quite aloof when people come in? Nah. nah Never no aloof. aloof. Never aloof. I'm, That's not I'm, like aloof. I'm famously aloof. You're fully aloofed up. Uh, uh, aloofed up to the max, baby. Uh, Salty, where can they get you, mate? Uh, right now, oh, not a lot of places, really. I'm a bit offline at the moment. All right. Stay tuned. Looking forward to some content of you putting together a guitar. I've already done it, mate. Oh, that was a bit silly of you. Uh, and you can find me at Sextonheimer on Twitter and Yenar Passaran is my radio show about the far right on 3CR Thursdays, 4.30pm. All right. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Stay, t- stay tuned for the news show. There's some good stuff on it. Ooh. Yeah, get on the Patreon and get some news. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Don't worry. About a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians <laughs> <laughs>
supply contains mind-altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. Trump is clear.